pretty sure I won't be before you long because I'm all, you know, we're going to continue with Matthew 23. And, um, yeah, oh, so last week when I got home, my, my daughter said to me, she said, uh, Dad, I didn't realize how early we got out. <laughs> Dad, what game are you trying to watch? I said, huh? Well, we got a church early. What <laughs> game? I said, there's no game. So that's just, <laughs> that's just the way it went. And, uh, we, we won't be long today, neither. And I don't have a game to watch, neither. My team was supposed to play tomorrow, but now they need to push back to Monday due to the snowstorm in Buffalo. <laughs> Amen. So, you know, uh, before we uh, continue on, you know, we, we were we started last week on the first 12 verses of Matthew 23. We probably may only get to like 2 or 3 today. But, um... You know, as I was going through this, I had to ask the Lord to forgive me as I, I went through this. Because sometimes, you know, Phil mentioned it a couple weeks ago, and he, he's mentioned it before. You know, sometimes we can read the scriptures and we may say, all right, as we read it, we may be thinking about somebody else. Right? But sometimes we can read the scriptures also, and we, we read about the, the Pharisees, the scribes, the Sadducees, and we're like, oh, they were messed up. That's not us, or that's not me, rather. And you know what? We're gonna go through these these woes here, and I'm pretty sure all of us have probably done something similar, or maybe even the same exact thing, without even realizing we're, we're doing it. So um, I, I'll be honest. I'm gonna step some. I'm gonna step on some toes as we go through the series, but my toes got stepped on, so it's okay. mentioned last week that, uh, or maybe I did, but, you know, as we're going to go through chapters 23, 24, 25 of Matthew, the majority of it is in red, right? So that means Jesus is talking. So that means we should be paying special attention to what Jesus is saying, right? And he's saying it for a reason. So now, in 22, the, the Sadducees and the Pharisees, they're trying to test Jesus. They're trying to trip Jesus up. So he's having a, a, a discourse with them. And then when we get to 23, as we saw last week, it's almost like he in 22 he, he's here talking to the religious leaders. Then he turns here to talk to the disciples in the crowd. And he, he's saying to them, like we read last week, listen to what the Pharisees are saying, but don't be like them. Don't be hypocrites. And what's interesting, in this chapter, the word hypocrite is mentioned seven times. So that means we should be taking notice of that word, right? So now he, when we get to 13, now he turns and now he's dealing with the scribes and he's dealing with the Pharisees. But he's dealing with them in the presence of the disciples and the crowd that's there that's listening to him. Because while he's talking to them, and as we go through these things, we, we, we're going to see some reasons why they would probably want Jesus to be persecuted. Because he didn't hold back. He didn't hold back. And uh, he took some shots. He stepped on some toes. But when you speak the truth, you're going to step on toes. Amen. And, and you know, but, but the beauty of this, as we go through this chapter, even when we get to the end, he's not damning them. Right? He's warning them. He's warning them, just like in, in, in Revelation, in, in the first two chapters, uh, uh, chapter 2 and chapter 3 of Revelation, He's speaking to, he gives the messages to seven churches. And five out of seven of them, he's warning them. 
Right? And he, these are believers. He's saying, look, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. And he talks about how he's going to bring his judgment. And that is to the church that he's speaking to in Revelation. Amen. And so while he's speaking to the scribes and the Pharisees here, again, he's saying it in the ears, in the presence of the disciples and the crowd there. So I talked about how Matthew 5, I said it was like the opposite, but really it's like a correlation. So let, let's, uh, let's look at this in point number one. Uh, the first couple of verses, chapter 13, excuse me, uh, verses 13, 14, but we'll start with uh, 13. Jesus says here, woe, but woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites. So when we see woe in the Bible, it's usually not good. It's usually not good. When we see woe, our ears should perk up and we should pay attention. Because what Jesus is ultimately saying is judgment is coming and he's bringing a warning to them. And that means it should be a warning to us. Even though he's talking to the scribes and Pharisees, it should still be a warning to us. But woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you shut up the kingdom of heaven against men. For you neither go in yourselves, nor do you allow those who are entering to go in. I'm going to read that verse again. But woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you shut up the kingdom of heaven against men, for you neither go in yourselves, nor do you allow those who are entering to go in. So the first point here is they keep people out of heaven. So correlate that in uh, Matthew 5. You don't have to turn there. But Matthew 5, verse 3. And I'm going to read it from the Amplified. Blessed, spiritually prosperous, happy to be admired, are the poor in spirit, those devoid of spiritual arrogance, those who regard themselves as insignificant, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven, both now and forever. So sometimes when we look at the scriptures and we see Jesus talk to the religious leaders, or even when we're dealing with people, sometimes we can view things from our opinions. Right? We can view from our opinions or whether it's our political views, but the only view we're supposed to view it as is through the scriptures. Right? So even though we're born-again Christians, we watch TV, we watch the news, we listen to the radio. Our minds can still be shaped by the things in the world, even though we're not purposely allowing it to do that. So our minds, our thoughts, our beliefs, our opinions can be shaped by what we hear, by what we see. And then unbeknownst to us, we're thinking we're not doing it, but then we start to conform to the world. So when Jesus mentioned woe here, he mentioned in this chapter that woe is mentioned eight times. So that's another signal for us to perk up. Right? So remember again, he's not saying that the Pharisees and the scribes are false teachers. But instead he's saying they are hypocrites. In other words, they're saying one thing, but doing another. And I might have touched on this last week, I can't remember. But sometimes we may do that. Right? So... He says that they're keeping people out of the kingdom of heaven. They're shutting up the kingdom of heaven. In other words, the religious leaders kept people from the kingdom of heaven by making human traditions and human religious rules or their opinions more important than the word of God. And if we're not careful, we can do that. And that's why I had to be checked when I was, as I've gone through this. I had to be checked in that. So, how do they go through these, using these, uh, shutting up the kingdom of heaven? By not bearing good fruit. 
Right, so they, they, they weren't bearing good fruit. And if we don't bear good fruit as believers, we can keep people from the kingdom of heaven. In other words, I don't want to go to church because y'all are hypocrites. Right? We've all heard somebody say that before. Right? They may not be referring to us, but somebody else that they've come across. So even when we talked about Wednesday, right, yeah. about the rock, right, and we talked about people having church hurt. Well, that's a part of, that's a form of shutting up the kingdom of heaven. Well, how else did the religious leaders shut up the kingdom of heaven? They were in opposition to Jesus. They were trying to shut down Jesus, right? And what else did they do? They tried to prevent people from coming to Jesus. Right? So we're not going to turn there, but in your own time, because it's a long chapter, John chapter 9, the man that was born blind. You read through that whole chapter, you see that they were trying to keep people from the kingdom of heaven. In other words, Jesus came, Jesus heals the man, the blind man, but the religious leaders were so much against Jesus that if you agreed or you acknowledged or whatever, they would excommunicate you out of the synagogue. Right? So the people were afraid to acknowledge what happened. Even his childhood friends, those who were recognized that, hey, he was born blind. He was blind, but now he sees because Jesus. And even his parents. Yeah. The scriptures say his parents were afraid to admit what happened. So that's why the parents said, he's an adult. Go ask him. Why? Because everybody was afraid because they were going to get kicked out of the synagogue. Shutting up the kingdom of heaven. So now, the blind man, they're asking him, and he's not denying it. He says, look, he's healed me. And then what does he say? Do y'all want to be his disciples? And they get offended even more. So what do they do? They kick him out. They kick him out. Right? So now, he's by himself. Because you think about it, his neighborhood forsook him, his parents forsook him, but guess what? Jesus didn't forsake. Jesus went, Jesus heard what happened, and went and to go find him. Right? Yep. The man was living for the Lord. Right? But the Pharisees and the scribes, they couldn't keep him out, but they kept other people out. Neither go in yourselves. Nor do they, nor do you allow those who are entering to go in. It is bad for someone not to enter into heaven themselves, but it is far worse to prevent another person from entering in. So Matthew 18, you can turn it. Just keep your finger in 23. We'll, we'll come back there. But I'll, I'll read it. Matthew 18, verse 6. But whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, it would be better for him if a millstone were hung around his neck and he will drown in the depth of the sea. So I think the King James word, version, instead of having causes, it has it says offend. So what does that word mean? It means a stumbling block. Entice to sin. To cause to distrust. To cause to judge unfavorably or unjustly. So do we do this today? Again, this goes back to as believers, are we displaying bad fruit? In other words, well... Uh, brother, sister, so-and-so, or pastor, so-and-so, I see them doing this, so if they're doing it, I can do it. That's enticing people to sin. That's putting a stumbling block before them. 
And again, as I mentioned before, I don't want to go to church because you are all hypocrites and don't practice what you preach. And sometimes we overlook that. Sometimes people, a lot of times people use it as an excuse. They do. But sometimes they have a legitimate complaint. Right? Homosexuals, transgender, you think they're going to be welcome in the church most of the time? Nope. Because if they come in here, we're going to look at them funny. But would Jesus do that? Are we going to treat them like they have leprosy? No. We shouldn't. Because later on in Matthew 23, it talks about having justice, mercy, and faith. And if we forget those principles, then we are wrong. And we are no different. And I, I, I'm telling you, in the church today, we forget those principles. Because we start to conform. You've got ministers, TV, radio, things like that. They're speaking so much negatively against the homosexuals, the transgenders. Why would they come to church? Why would they come to church? And then when they start to gather themselves, they don't know what they're doing. They just, but we don't welcome it. Right? Same thing. I had an issue with feminists. But we don't acknowledge how the feminist movements got started. Because guess what? Men treated them like rap. And men in the church. We became chauvinists. And then we just looked the other way and we just criticized them. And I get it. Old Testament talks about women coming into leadership. That's a part of judgment. But again, we overlook the fact that what's leading up to society that's causing those things. Right? Sometimes we look at Israel and we're like, well, they're attacking it. But sometimes Israel has done things wrong. So we just don't take people's sides just because they do wrong. We still pray for them because the Bible tells us to what? Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Right? But we just can't go by popular opinion. We have to go by the word and we have to walk by love. We have to walk by compassion. We have to walk by mercy, justice, and faith. I, I, I heard a, uh, a pastor say this. He told a story about, I guess, um, he was telling a story about another pastor who had neighbors that were Muslim, and that pastor invited them to church, and they said, no, we can't go there. Or something about, we can't go there, we won't go there, because they hate us. I'm talking about Christians. Would they feel that way? Yeah. But are we, are we to display hate to them? No. That shouldn't be. Right? Because when we do those things, now we're no different than the scribes and the Pharisees. That's right. And again, we look through things not from the political landscape or our personal opinions, but through the scriptures. The love of Christ. Because as we see, as we will see when we continue to go through these and we get to the end, even though the Pharisees still did what they did, Jesus still loved them. Even though Judas did what he did, Jesus still loved them. Jesus still washed his feet, knowing what he was going to do. Right? But we got all these different views, all these different opinions, and they ought not to be in the church. And then we wonder why people don't want to come to, to church or don't want to come to Christ because now we, we uh, put a stumbling block before them. I, I, 
I had a, a friend, this was years ago, so he, he told us a story, and um, he said he was at a, a conference, and he said a Muslim woman was speaking, and, you know, she was defending some things, and, you know, I, I wasn't there, I don't know what she said, but he said some things was incorrect, but I could tell even as he was telling the story, he was getting angry, frustrated, and, and he's amongst brothers. In Christ, right? And, and it was a men's group. And he said he stood up and he started challenging her, confronting her. And then he said he couldn't take it no more. He just stormed out. Stumbling block. Right? Because now you're showing anger. What are, everybody is looking around. What, what are they going to see? They're going to see the presenter walking in love, but the one that's supposed to be a Christian, angry. So now, when you go to invite that person to church, no, uh -huh. another true story. And I think I told this story a while back. We were going to uh, drive to church, our last church, <coughs> and we got there and there was an accident outside. So I parked the car, told my wife and kids to go in. I was going to check on them. All right, I go in and check on them. I asked them, uh, the, the, the family that, that went to the church, I said, are you okay? And I could tell she's angry, she's upset, blah, blah, blah. She said, we're fine, but car, she said some other things. So I go and check on the person in the car. And she's crying, bawling her eyes out. And I said, are you okay? And then she said, I, she, you know, started saying the car was just parked in the middle of the street. So I'm trying to figure out which way to go. So I go around, and then she turns, and then we collide. And then we get out, she starts cursing me out. Stumbling block. You think I could buy her to church? She just got cursed out by a member of the church. On the way to church. <laughs> On the way to church, thank you. And a member that will be up there shouting, praise the Lord, thank you, Pastor. Think I could buy her to church? And the girl was 16. Just got her license the day before. So I sat with her until her dad showed up and the police showed up. That shouldn't have been. That shouldn't have been. So that's the carnal nature coming out. Right? We got to do better. We have to do better. See, we're pointing the fingers at everybody out in the world. But what are we doing? It doesn't matter what they do because we're the one that has the Holy Spirit on the inside of us. Amen. So we're the one that should be bearing the fruit, showing patience, showing love. And if we can't do it, how do we expect the world to do it? Or not to be. Verse 14. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you devour widows' houses, and for a pretense make long prayers. Therefore you receive greater condemnation. So that's a comparison with Matthew uh, 5 and 4, where it talks about blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. In other words, the scribes and the Pharisees. They're bringing grief and sorrow to people. They're taking advantage of widows. Why? Because they're using clever and dishonest dealing. The scribes and the Pharisees stole widows' houses by gaining things by dishonest gain. In other words, hey, do we do these things today? Hey, can you uh, support me, support my ministry, support my church, get this? And, 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 and we take advantage of people. Or we have... These prosperity teachers that they need planes. Right? Or 
boyfriend because my wife needs to go shopping. What, 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 what is that? That ought not to be. But see, we look at the scribes and the Pharisees we say they're religious leaders, but yet we see the same things today in so-called churches amongst believers. That ought not to be. We're supposed to be like Christ. Wrote a song, we can't be like Christ. See, y'all heard me say this before. Why do we think God will require Israel in the Old Testament to be holy and not require us to be holy when we have something, the Holy Spirit on the inside of us, they didn't have. That don't, that, that don't, that, that don't make sense to me. If anything, it should be easier for us. Yes, we still have the flesh we have to deal with. We still have this carnal nature, yes. That wants to do the opposite of the things of God. But this is why sometimes we need to fast. This is why sometimes we need to shut out the outside world, the, the televisions, the radios, and things like that. Because again, we, we think it's not changing our mindset, but those things are changing our mindset. And they're causing us to judge people and see people through our opinions and through political ideologies and things like that instead of the word. That don't have to be. See, sometimes, we've all been saved for a while, right? Some, I, I don't know if y'all been in churches where sometimes evangelists may come in, evangelists, missionaries that, that come in, and, uh, and it's not only, it's only a few that I'm, that I'm about to talk about. But sometimes they'll come in and they'll talk about, they'll teach about faith, talk about living in faith, but then they're begging people to give to them. And they, 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 they start begging, when I say begging, I'm begging, I'm saying begging and almost manipulating people. Yeah, we're having a tough time with this, but we believe in God because we don't work. Well, go get a job. Y'all heard me say that. story recently, actually this week, matter of fact, and uh, a friend of mine was telling me that there was a pastor at a church, and he was a bivocational pastor, um, so he, he had a full-time job on the outside, so he went to one of the, uh, uh, the elders on the board, and he says, look, um, and the elder was a relative, actually, and he says, look, he says, um, God is calling me to full-time ministry. And he says, I believe this is God uh, speaking to me, and it's time for me to launch out in full-time ministry. So, long story short, <laughs> Elder says, well, praise God. Um, I'm going to pray for you, and I'm going to pray that you, have, that you find your full-time ministry in the next church that you will be in. In other words, because the church couldn't afford him as a full-time minister. Right? But in a sense, he was trying to manipulate what was going on there. To, to get into a full-time ministry position. That ought not to be. We're supposed to be different people, right? And it's not just the pastors, but as Christians. As Christians, we're supposed to be different, right? We, 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 and we'll see later on, because sometimes we try to get out of things, but as Christians, our word is supposed to be our word. So for a pretense... They make long prayers. Their long, falsely spiritual prayers were used to build a spiritual image, often for the sake of big donations. So, 
Marsha talked about it uh, Wednesday at Bible study. Uh, she gave an uh, example where she was at a church. Now, see, because you can have people before the congregation, and they're going to appear to be spiritual. But what happens when you see them in the hallway or in the bathroom? Do they still appear to be spiritual? Are they walking in love? Or are they, hello, then keep on, keep it moving. That's not Christ-like. That's not Christ-like. That shouldn't be. Because, really, that how you are in the hallway, in the bathroom, that's really how you are, yep. if you do that. Right? So you're trying to put on the front in front of the people up there, before the congregation, that ought not to be. Right? So, now, that's a hypocrite. That's a hypocrite. And again, I, I said this before, I got people at work that say, hey, I'm not, I'm not going to church. Why? Because we got people on the police force that are deacons, ministers, pastors, and they'll say, I see their lifestyle. I see their lifestyle. So how in the world, or why in the world, would I go to church? I, I just can't trust them. Or not to be. So he says here in verse 14, Therefore you will receive greater condemnation. The greatness of their sin demanded a greater condemnation that others will endure. See, under this concept, we can say that no one will have it good in hell, but we can trust that some will have it worse than others. See, we, 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 we lessen the, the uh, avenue of sin a lot of times because we, we, we'll say all sin is sin. Yes, all sin is sin to God, but I talked about it before. We walked through the scriptures that all sin is not counted the same in weight in the eyes of God. There were some sins you just had to pay restitution to. Some sins you committed, you were outside, you had to get away from the people. Some sins, guess what? You were put to death. Mm. Right? There's some sins that are just an abomination. But we go on and on saying sin is sin, don't worry about it. Then we water down the gospel message, and then we wonder why we have so many common Christians. There are people who they're not saved, but they think they're saved. Because, yes, you're going to hear me talk about holiness a lot. Yes, you're going to hear me talk about the fruit of the Spirit a lot. Because we have to. We have to be separated. We have to be sanctified and different. Right? Doesn't mean we can't be around unsafe people. But we should be different. We should be different. Amen. They, should, they should be able to see there's something different about us. Right? It, 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 you know, here's the test. It, you know, one thing we can ask ourselves, would somebody want my life? Would somebody want my life? Or do they just see us down and acting any kind of way? Or are we different? Living for Christ. Showing for Christ. And it it's not about going about saying, hallelujah, praise the Lord, everybody. No, that, that's not what I'm talking about. Because many people do that to put on the show. Actually, you have many unsaved people that do that. Why? Because a lot of times they get so caught on thinking that they're going to receive that natural blessing or that financial blessing and they get stuck on that. Mm -hmm. But there's more to this walk than that. Amen. It's not about that. That's right. Amen. It's not about how much money you have. It's about living for Jesus. Amen. Being sold out for Jesus. Amen. All right? And, and gosh, I didn't realize the time, so I'm going to get ready to go. But, uh, you know, it's this week I saw some 
where someone who I'm not even gonna say they believe no more of the stuff that they're, they're spewing, but they basically said that the Bible is not the Word of God. Mm -hmm. Bible's not the Word of God. They say Jesus is the Word of God, but the Bible's not the Word of God. I'm like, oh my gosh, they're ignorant. But the sad part is there was somebody else that I knew that I, I don't work with him, but he works at my job, and he said, "Go ahead, preach." But see. This person has been saying stuff, and he's leading people astray because he's in ignorance. And see, what he's doing is he's looking at the scriptures, formulating his own opinion, and then spewing it and trying to teach other people stuff. And he's lost. He's lost. And the sad part is, he doesn't realize it, so I pray for him. But if he doesn't get it right, he's going to be in greater damnation. Because of the people he's causing a stumbling block to. That ought not to be. We don't want to be a stumbling block to people. Right? And sometimes we can do those things without even realizing it. But we, we have to be better. right? And, and, and it's about us getting in his word. And our, our, our mind, our thoughts being shaped by his word and not the world. Because, again, it can be easy to be conformed to the things of this world. And we hear things taught from the pulpit and they sound good, but they don't line up with scripture. Right? So we have to come from scripture. It's okay to disagree, but disagree by scripture, not by your opinion. This is different. And we arguing about all these different things. Just like we talked about last week at the sermon. We got all these different. What difference does it make? Why are we arguing about these things? Get baptized this way. Get baptized in Jesus' name. Get baptized in the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Oh, you didn't get baptized, you're not saved. What? what where are we getting all these things from? We got all these different denominations. Right? And yes, the Protestant Reformation has some good things, but... It was the root cause of a lot of these denominations that we have today. And they were warned of that, saying, look, if you continue with this thing, guess what? You're going to take the hammer to the glass, and it's going to spread, break in pieces. Now we have all these denominations. We have all these denominations, and now we don't even want to work together as a body. And on the key facts, a lot of us believe on the same things. But because... We have this little disagreement about this. No, we're going to be over here. We're going to be in this sect over here. And we're going to be on this sect over here. And Jesus warned them. It was John. He warned them about that. He said, anybody that, what, casts out a spirit in my name is for me. Can't speak negative against me. And Jesus speaks against that. Secretarialism. Like, but we see it today. And we just look the other way. Seriously, as we walk through this, we won't walk, and I'm going to take my time with it because it's vital to us as a church. We have to do better. We have to be better as a body of believers, just as Christians. And, you know, and as we grow and as we get better, guess what? Now we can 
enlighten and educate other people. But in love. Right? Not pointing the finger in all your areas. Well, that's safe to be. <laughs> right? We, 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 we got to stop some of that. Because I, I, I just don't understand why people make YouTube videos. You got two Christians making YouTube videos debating over theological fact. What is the unsafe person going to see in that? Are they going to see Christ in that? Possible, maybe. But more than likely, probably not. Because they're all they're going to see is two Christians debating their views and their points. Why? And some of the stuff we debate, it's like, it's not going to make a difference somebody get into heaven. But it can cause somebody going to heaven. It can't cause that stumbling block. Amen? Amen. 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 Let's buy our heads. Thank you.